Hey, welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. This is our first episode of 2022, and uh, it's been really, really nice to have a break. I got to tell you, um, the world, of course, is at where the world needs to be right now. And uh, depending where you're listening from, uh, you might be dealing with different uh, closures, different measures, whatever. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to continue what we started in 2021, and we've got an incredible year planned for you. Uh, we've got an incredible first few months. Uh, right out of the gate that are going to knock you over the head. And um, we're just excited to be back. So without any further ado, welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. I am joined by my co-host, Ryan Stick. Uh, Ryan, hello. How are you? Hey, how's it, how's it going, man? I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, uh, we took a few weeks off, yeah. but uh, with the guest today, I'm really looking forward to giving our needy audience head from corn. <laughs> <laughs> dude i was like what is he where are you going with this right out of the gate like oh, here we go uh yeah okay so yeah we're, we're getting we're, yeah you're getting head today i hope you guys love head because you're getting it <laughs> All right. So first off, let's, let's just say, uh, there's gonna be a couple of changes. Well, what, one big change is we're going to be launching our episodes on Monday now. So we're going to go. Are? From, we are. No, yeah. Kidding. Did you I not? Know this. Yeah. Yes. We're going to we talk for so, 20 minutes before this. Yeah. New episodes are going to be happening on Monday. And, uh, so make sure you got it locked. Um, well, if you subscribe and, and you know what's going on with us, uh, just subscribe down below. Um, and you'll be alerted as to when a new episode drops on uh, YouTube or on uh, your streaming service. If you're listening to us audio wise, uh, it's, I think it's just a better day to, to launch something on a Monday, you know, Friday gets the weekend. Sometimes people are just a bit like, eh. but Monday just seems like new week beginning in something new. Um, good day to launch it. Maybe people are sitting at work and they're a little bummed out and they're just like, Oh, what can I do to kill time here? And we'll throw the podcast on for an hour or so. I, I don't know. I think we're going to try Mondays and if we, if Mondays fucking suck, we'll go back to Fridays, but it doesn't really matter. We'll see how Garfield it turns out. You know, yeah. like he he really hates Mondays. Um, and also, you know, all those times every Friday we put out an episode, and I'm just like, we're just not Urkel, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Christmas was good for you. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Christmas, like, you know, in Montreal, Montreal, everybody knows what's going on, and in the years you'll hear this, you'll be here like, oh yeah, that Christmas. Yeah, well, but. Uh, yeah. You know, it's two, it's two in a row. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be more like those Christmases. I remember. Um, but yeah, Christmas was, was an interesting one this year. That's for sure. Cause I mean, Montreal where we're at, like the world got the Omicron myself yeah. included. So I had a very, very quiet, uh, quarantine -ish Christmas, which was, um, which was interesting because, you know, you, you expect, oh, the holidays are going to be fun. You're going to see family. And it's like, you go from, oh, I'm going to see, you know, we're going to see big 10 people, maybe 15 yeah. people. Then you go from, I can't see anybody. Then you go from, well, we're not allowed to see anybody. And it was just like, I'm kind of glad Christmas is over and we're going to do yeah. a redo um, in 2022 <laughs> and have a better one because this one, I mean, both you and I are big Christmas people. And, yeah. and I know in your house, it's like Christmas threw up, but regardless, there was that little bit of cheer that was missing this year. 
Oh, absolutely. I had a better time this year than last year just because, you know, comparatively speaking, you just kind of get a little used to the situation. Yeah. And um, but also I am a very social creature by nature. So the last two years has been kind of like, you know, it, kind of accepting a new reality in a sense where now I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, Christmas is going to happen. You might see your family and like, that's it. Yeah. It's a much bigger uh, much less of a shock this year comparison to last year when uh comparatively to the year prior in which when i had 50 people in my yeah. house well yeah your, your your place is always a big deal at christmas i mean you have the best christmas party you have people mm. that are coming in and out you know and it was it's well it was always one of the highlights of christmas was going to your place for christmas so i mean Aww. yeah it's it's definitely definitely sucks but we're, we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it we're gonna get you know it doesn't suck head this interview it's great <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you for my Christmas gift. <laughs> one of my many Christmas gifts that you got me. I'm wearing it now. And, awesome. uh, and, uh, yeah, you guys really spoiled me this year. My birthday was like right after. Well, that's why those, I know <laughs> we're, so, like, we're like, let's double up. So I, all the I, presents you would have gotten like a few months apart must've seemed pretty like, wow, that's a lot. But I'm like, no, this is what I would have given you had your birthday been in, I don't know, June or something. Well, that's, yeah. that's the nice thing. Cause most people are like, here, this is for your Christmas and birthday. And they just kind of yeah. like peace out but you guys definitely you definitely were very generous so thank you for that so ryan not only is this episode rad because we we got to speak to one of the guys from corn i mean brian head welch from corn is you know he's a legend in the new metal world and the metal world uh the guys had a crazy roller coaster of life come out on the other end uh much better for it uh you know he's got sobriety he's 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 a pretty rad dude, and and he is a founding member of Corn. Let's face it. When when Corn did not have him in the band, there was something missing. And as soon as he came back, it was it was gangbusters. It was on again. Um, but we got to speak to uh, Javon from the band Noble Poets, and the reason why these guys got together is a fascinating story. Um, it's really cool how he kind of took Javon under his wing. Um, and he's really, really championing this project that Javon's involved in. And both of them um, have incredible stories. So I don't want to go on too much because this episode is really raw. Um, it's really powerful and it's really positive. So without any further ado, let's check out this episode with Brian Head Welch from Corn and Javon O.D.W. Barnes from Noble Poets. All right, really, really happy to welcome to the Rockman Power Hour um, two gentlemen who um, I'm, I'm one I one I'm very familiar with and one I'm just getting to know. And uh, and I first of all I love talking about um, I love talking about overcoming addiction because it's something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, I got sober uh, when I was 21 years old. I, I just turned 50, about to be 51 in January. So I've had long term sobriety, but sobriety is a is a journey. It's a struggle, and um, and I love being able to chop it up with uh, with gentlemen that have had experience in that. And uh, today we are joined by two of them. Um, Javon O.D.W. Barnes is with us and Brian Head Welsh from the band Corn. Um, first of all, gentlemen, thank you for being here today. I, I like sharing this kind of stuff and I like sharing. Um, I like sharing with people that are trying to make a difference because there's a lot of people out there that just aren't really trying to make a difference. And, and it seems like you guys were put in each other's path for a reason and you have work to do. So let, let's talk about that. You know, there's everybody thinks of themselves. It's a epidemic of selfishness. You know that mm -hmm. I was like that, you know, we're, we're born 
to think of me, 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 you know, I, I, I. So I think a lot of people know my story where I got handed the, everything in the world when I made it with corn and, and I gladly took it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I went for it because it's, dude, let's be honest. It's, it was fun to be young and to party and to be rebellious and to do the things that you shouldn't be doing. And, you know, a lot of laughter, a lot of, a lot of fun, but anything in excess starts to turn on you and eat at you alive, you know, and it, it just eats you alive, I should say. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I, uh, I did like 11, I pretty much started drinking and messing with drugs at like, um, I actually smoked my first little bit of weed at, at like eight years old. Wow. Or seven. It was seven because it was in LA when I was born in LA, messed with it at seven. Um, a, a friend's older brother would smoke weed and we were like, what's that smell? And he told us about it. And then we, we would steal his little roaches and go smoke it. Yeah. And, but, uh, so, and then I moved to Bakersfield and that's where I first not, didn't really meet, but I knew of Jonathan Davis. He was in third grade. I was in fourth. And I remember him from that elementary school. And so, yeah, I didn't mess with anything when I moved to Bakersfield until about seventh grade. A uh, kid down the street from me um, had some weed. And I remembered it when I was real little. And I, I bought some from him. And I remember I smoked a joint in my backyard or however many hits I could take before I zoned out. I remember I started smoking it and I didn't want my parents to catch me high. So I looked at the clock, it was 1230 and school got out early. I sat on the chair and I, I said, okay, it's 1230. They get home at like 430. I'm good for four hours. I took a few hits. And then the next thing I remember is I looked at the clock and it was 415. <laughs> and I had just sat there. And yeah. so that scared me. I lost like almost two hours of my life and I don't know what I, I, I just, I guess I just sat there and, and, uh, I'd stopped at that point. And so I was like having a good, uh, track record with, with weed. I wasn't really liking it that much. And, but you know, you just keep trying brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should, <laughs> why not listen to the red flags? Right. And so and then, you know, I got into bands with Fieldy and, uh, and, and James Monkey and David, the guys that would later become Corn. Jonathan wasn't in the picture, but we would be drinking, you know, 15, 16 years old, drinking at our rehearsal studios and then drink every weekend. Every weekend we drank. And so I got started early and, yeah. and I did it all the way till 23. We got Jonathan in the band, started drinking. I mean, I drank the, all those years. And I'm thankful that my liver's still doing good. Uh, we joined the band and we're like, wow, we just gained a career and we could get free alcohol now. And so love the music, love the party, went for it for 11 years until it ended up with crystal meth and um, Vicodin, Xanax, uh, alcohol, obviously. And, and that's when I left the band, found my faith and, and got very clean <laughs> yeah like uh, just nothing dude I, I i went straight to organic foods no alcohol no drugs nothing and yeah but uh so i met javon um as i was re-entering back into corn okay i met javon yeah 
and he was, I heard his story, which he's going to tell you a little bit more, but he, it was crazy. I'm like, man, I thought my story was crazy. What are you doing breathing? You know, how are you breathing right now? And so that's, and we ended up just messing around doing a couple tracks, you know, and just doing some demo stuff. And it turned into uh, something more. And then Javon put his project together. He worked on and off with it for years. He'll tell you more about it, but uh, we did one song together, but um, yeah, he got this new album that he's got. That's just all about, just his past and fighting through life to get where he's at, which is he's in a great place now. So I don't know if you want to have him tell, you know, his story. So this is, this is the ironic thing. Um, and this is why it's so important that people communicate and chat and talk, because I've always thought that if stuff's up in your head and you're not communicating it and, and, and sharing it with someone else, it can be the worst thing that's going on in here. But then once you communicate, and you talk to someone, you get some insight and, and someone, you know, you'll be able to get someone else's opinion, look on it. And, you know, as bad as you think it might've been for you, Brian, you meet Javon and his past is just, I mean, after watching the video, uh, the video testimonial that you did, Javon, I was like, this guy's a warrior. So, um, <laughs> but it, it's crazy how, you know, when we, when we open ourselves up to, um, to hearing other people's stories and not just thinking of ourselves that there's a lot of healing that can go on and transferences of energy or whatever you want to believe in. I, yeah. I think it's really, really incredible. So when I saw that you guys paired up, um, I was, I, I was very intrigued to, to say the least. Um, and then when I watched the video um, for never fit in, it was really, really special. So first of all, Javon, uh, welcome. Thank Tell you. me what, what, first of all, what's it like when, you know, one of the guitar players from corn knocks on your door and says, Hey, I like your story. Let's collaborate because that's got to be, you know, it's got to take a bit of time to kind of let that go away. And you just see, yeah. you know, you don't see head, you see Brian. Yeah. You know, from the beginning, my, I just want to be friends with Brian. I didn't, right. I, I'm not the guy. I think it's because of my past and having so much money and having the fame that comes along with moving a couple million a month and weight and being a distributor and you know, working with higher end echelon of people, I, I more just wanted to connect with Brian. And as time went on, we just became friends. And that's, that's for me, that's what it's always been. And yeah. it's not, been we have a mutual friend actually named Brandon and we just connected kind of, uh, yeah. um, uh, randomly, but not randomly through brand through Brandon and a guy named Chris Overstreet. And so, it was just like a, we had a, you know, a few guys had a lot in common. So that's, it just, yeah. it happened naturally. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is always the nicest way for these kind of friendships to happen, you know, but when you uh, get on the subject of music, does it get a little weird? Uh, for me, for me, it didn't just because of the fact that I've always looked, I've looked, look up to Brian. Yeah. And so it, it, he's mentored me a lot yeah. with, in so many different areas. Um, he, Brian's brought forth the, the drummer from red Joe that mixed our stuff. And then that connected to um, our mastering guy that mastered Brian's love and death project. So, and I would send stuff to Brian. We did, we did a track called addiction uh, that I, that we still haven't released, but we, we just vibe together. I think because our daughters are, you know, about a month and a half apart. Yeah. We both had such similar paths with enormous amounts of wealth and drug addiction and dragging our kids 
through yeah. that mentality. Um, you know, it, it's, we talk about our kids more than we do, you know, music and stuff. It's like, yeah. Hey, how's Janae doing it? Like, how, how's Mac doing? He calls her Mac. And, uh, so, you know, McKinsey's in graduate school, you know, Janae is doing well. It's like the whole thing is just such a miracle in regards to, I shouldn't be breathing. I mean, I changed my life when my friend gets shot in the head next to me in a massive drug deal. So, you know, it's, I I shouldn't be breathing with the amount of cocaine and LSD and dimetrotryptamine. I I didn't like doing one thing. I liked six or seven things at one time. I was kind of like a human garbage disposal. So putting all those in my system at once is what made, made that pain go away. But when I met Brian and he was, you know, just getting ready to go back to corn, I didn't, I didn't grow up listening to, to corn's music. I've, I've, more been the, the hip hop culture guy, but after getting to know Brian and really listening to the level of musicianship that they, that they operate in and, and being Brian's brought me to some events that they've done and watching what they do and how they do it and how good they actually are. I, I've never seen anything like it before. It's just, they're, yeah. they're beyond um, sitting on stage behind Brian Weiss playing guitar and watching being a musician and watching them. It, it was so uplifting and so encouraging and inspired me to continue writing and producing. And so over the years, I've just been like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I finally got to the point where I felt like Caleb and I, who's, who's my, my partner in this record label. And he's the one who's singing uh, on uh, never fit in. We got to a place where we really felt that, that this message was ready to be given to humanity and that's really the the posture that we've taken is that this is a gift to humanity. And, you know, we're hoping that through this process, people can be, you know, led on the other outside of the tunnel, right? Yeah. If they're yeah. in the tunnel. They can know that they can come on the other outside of it by making some life changes. And, you know, that being 29 years, I mean, you know, you, you don't get there overnight, but no. one, day at, one day at a time, one step at a time and coming out of, uh, coming out of trauma and, yeah. and abuse and then, you know, being a drug dealer and then going into recovery and being recovered for as long as I have been, it's uh we get to give that to, to other people. So I'm just saying that, you know, all of us probably talking here, once you get that close to death or whatever, and you have been given another chance, you want to do anything you can to help others find that second chance yeah, for definitely. them too. That's it, man. It's like, it's, it, it, the foundation of it, I think is birthed from a gratefulness for, for our second chance. Yeah. And it's, you know, and that's the thing, you know, depending on what you like, I'm a 12 step guy. Right. So for me, it's, I, I, and I love it because I'm given a set of, I'm given a set of rules. I'm giving, you know, some things to follow. And I like that for me, it's like a recipe, right? Like you can't, if you want to make a really nice banana bread, if you leave the baking soda out, it's going to suck. So you need that. And that, and that's how it is for me with my sobriety. It's like, I need to follow the steps. And, but the best step in my 12 step program is the last one, because that's when I carry the message to someone who's still suffering. And I think what you're doing now, um, you know, both of you, I mean, obviously, you know, Brian, you've been, you've been kind of carrying the, the, the flag to, for sobriety for a while, showing people that there is another side that there is, you know, you can still obviously be very cool, being a very successful band and not have to use drugs and alcohol. And you're doing the same Javon by, you know, that test, like, again, I, I keep going back to that testimonial video. That's really, really powerful stuff, man. 
Um, are you, are and, you talking about the six, the 16 minute? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you watched that whole thing. Okay. Oh, I did. Yeah. I watched that today. And I was, um, of course, like never fit in was as powerful too, but that, that, that 16 minute thing, I, I, that's something I think that should be, that should be shown to kids. <laughs> you know, right. that's something that should be, because it's, people need to see that they're, you know, you need to see that there people do get out of that stuff and there is a way out. Um, but I think a lot of people are just so, how do you get out of it? You know, where right. do you turn? What do you do? So it's yeah. important that there's that, that, that that's available and readily available for people to see and to, uh, and to participate in. So I, I got to commend both of you for, for putting that together and for being involved with that. Yeah. I think, I think what's really cool is I have not met a person yet that has not changed their life and had it end up worse than it was. Mm-hmm. When we make our decisions to change, no matter how small or how big, because a lot of people don't have stories like Brian has or has stories like I have, but their story is their story. And if they yep. stay authentic to that story, their trauma could not seem as drastic as mine, but it was still trauma, right? That they went through and yep. that affected them in an adverse way. So when they make a decision to curb that by doing the opposite of what they've been doing, the gates get opened up for a new life and to make different decisions and watching the outcome. That's the fun part is watching the transition of people's lives when they change, when it doesn't seem like that you could, and you you fight out of that gutter. And then all of a sudden it seems like you're, you're at the top of the hill, but there was a lot of valleys to get to the top of that, to the top of that hill. And I don't believe there's ever an arrival point, but I do believe the farther that we get away from the abuse, the farther, the more time that we have under our belt, it builds that strength. Mm-hmm. And so if, if my life could be donated to giving other people strength in the midst of when they're going through the valleys and when they're at the bottom of the gutter and they're, you know, only three days sober, um, man, I, I will donate every bit of time that I have to, to help others. And that's really what this music is about. It is, is about that, the underdog rising up and yeah. not, not becoming what they were, but becoming right. who they're supposed to be. Right. So, uh, and Brian, I mean, obviously with corn, you guys were always, you, you always were a band that forged your own road. I mean, you, you know, you didn't sound like anybody. You didn't look like anybody. You were a true original. What's it like to come back to the band with a, a new perspective? Um, cause most people I speak to that a either left bands, because of, uh, you know, bad blood or broke up and that come back to it, you know, and then, you know, get to the same level, if not higher, they're usually in a much better place mentally, but they have this new appreciation for it. Did you find that was the same thing for you when you joined the corn? Yeah. Appreciation is the key word. I mean, all of us in the band have been through issues, issues like that and gotten through it. And it's just like, wow we still have this many fans coming to see us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then you, you know what you wake up one day and you realize it's never been about me. Yeah. It's always been about them. Yeah. This gift was given to us for them because they connect with our music so strongly. And yes, we have, you know, like I got a nice house and I got a nice car and everything. So I'm, I, I got some gifts too, mm. but the music is, just always been about connecting with all those people out there. You know, Jonathan's always been very emotional with his lyrics and, and he's helped so many people. He's like, yeah. we've always said he's like a voice for the wounded, you know, he really and is. So it's, uh, it's very powerful, man. When you come out 
on the other side with clear eyes with that much gratefulness, you know? You also, um, it's funny when, when Ray joined the band, um, I was so excited because, and not, nothing against David, cause I thought David was great, but I heard first heard about Ray, um, when I got into the army of anyone record. And I remember, Oh yeah. And I remember the first time I put on that record, cause I was a massive stone temple pilots fan and I was a big fan of filter. I loved Richard. So when those guys kind of, you know, did a, a wonder twin, wonder twin power thing <laughs> formed that band. Right. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy playing drums? Cause the fill is at the end of goodbye. I mean, there's, you know, there's this, there's this pattern. I don't know if you, if you, if you're familiar with Javon, if you, if you're not, you've got to listen to this song. Cause at the end of this song, he does these fills. He does about a minute of fills that are just ridiculous. It's like, it's pretty much like, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to, we're going to have a contest and I'm just going to whip it out and show you, I have the biggest one because it's just like ridiculous. So when he joined, when he joined, when he joined corn, um, I had seen you before and yeah, I mean, there was a special groove that happened with corn, um, with David. I mean, you guys were locked, but man, seeing you guys with Ray was just like, crazy and he's also uh, you know i've gotten to to do a bit of stuff with him we had a covers project that we did over quarantine called the kings of quarantine and he played on the first cover um he's just a beautiful human being oh my um, gosh he is so kind such a good dude i sat backstage and we were we were up in the the this was at one of the shows that brian had brought me to and i haven't met anybody that wants to, to i mean he just wants to connect hmm. and i sat there and talked with him for a couple hours about he just him drumming with David Lee Roth. And I had one of my friends with me and they're like, they were like, man, he is one of the nicest people that I think that I've ever personally met. I mean, the guy is just a really great human and yeah. it's fun to, fun to be around. And so you watch the excellence. Of the awesome. Yeah. You, I mean, it's one thing to be a great player, but it's another thing to be a great human. Yeah. There's a lot of great players that are not great humans. Right. But when you're sitting there talking with him, it's just like, man, I felt I felt like I had gotten 10 years younger, but got 10 years wiser by the time I was done, you know, and I've had similar, very, you know, at multiple events, just been able to just connect with that with with him. And he's just uh, he's great, man. Really, really cool. he's, uh, I, that's why I think he's, you know, his personality is the biggest thing. He's just really yeah, kind guy. And we have a lot of fun together. I mess with him. Me and him are like kind of like uh, uh, who like. Maybe the Jeffersons, like Wheezy, <laughs> like George Jefferson and Wheezy, how they go back and forth yeah. at each other. Uh, no, maybe that's not a good one. Um, I don't know. But we, we, we like throw shade constantly. It's funny. We make yeah. Jonathan laugh all the time because it's just like, he's like, you're, you two are like an old married couple. <laughs> He's uh yeah he's he's uh, like, like I mentioned we um when when the whole world shut down um we were doing uh I got together with uh my friend Bill from Mastodon and my guitar player um and uh we we decided we were going to do some covers so we reached out to um a guy named Yeti um who's a, a drum tech and he put together this thing called Yeti Rody. that's my boy right so we put together Rody Relief um the he Foo put Fighters together, right exactly so uh yeah. we did this thing called the Kings of Quarantine and we did a cover of We Care a Lot by Faith No More and Ray jumped in right away and we had a ton of people on it but just just being able to 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 chat with him and to you know the back and forth with the planning of it and all that he was just he was wonderful to deal with so I was really happy when when he joined Corn and uh and I was happy when you came back 
And, uh, and I'm glad, I'm just glad that corn's where it's at right now. And I know that, you know, I know Fieldy's taking care of stuff and he's going to come back. And I know that's all going to be good because you guys are at a point, at least it seems on where I'm at, that you guys respect the space that everybody needs, but you guys are a family. Yeah, totally. That's it, man. And, uh, you know, it's just that we're all in different processes. That's it. Yeah. So we're here for everybody and whatever they need. Um, so Noble Poets, new album is going to be coming out. Uh, debut album is going to be coming out in 2022. Uh, can you tell me a bit more what people can expect when this record drops? Yeah, it, it's, it evolves through, you know, Never Fit In was when I was a little kid. Right. And our next single drop, which is Humpty Dumpty, uh, which comes out January 7th. Uh, we'll have video release with that as well. It moves from being a kid that was, as you saw the video, yeah. pretty traumatically abused. Um, I didn't, on that video, I didn't, um, I didn't exaggerate anything. I actually probably underplayed it to, to a degree because of the level of violence that was living in my home. Yeah. Uh, watching my mom get knocked out and, you know, my dad taking adamant objects and beating me with those things on a, you know, on a continuum. So Humpty Dumpty moves into me leaving the house at the age of 15. And then I move into, you know, essentially hitchhiking to Humboldt County. And then by the time I was, you know, 19 or 20, I was moving minimal a million a month. Um, wow. You know, sometimes even, even more than that. I had five houses I was growing at. I had a glass manufacturing operation. I had, you know, depending on the transient movement of, of I mean, it was 20 to 40 foot soldiers. I mean, it was just, so we, we, we moved through this record all the way up until my, my friend getting shot in the head next to me. Well, my friend that got shot in the head next to me, um, my house got raided about two months later. And that's when they got me for, you know, hundred and I think it was 105, 108 pounds and hash manufacturing operation. They took CPS, took my oldest daughter. They wanted to put me in the pen for, for eight years. So the record moves through that life story up until, you know, about track nine or 10, where we step into the arena of overcoming. Right. And we're leading into the next record of, of, of what overcoming looks like. And so it's, it's my life story. Noble Poets is, you know, obviously with Caleb singing, he, Brian had this really cool, uh, we were on a three-way call and he was like, you know, the thing that I just love about this, you can feel so much tension in Javon's story, but Caleb does this wonderful job at bringing a resolve mm, to the whole yeah. situation and bringing, bringing the answer to the, to the track. And right. so I believe that's why it's taken so long to actually, I, I've had a lot of this written for a long time, but I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't feel solidified because I'm not, uh, I'm not a singer like Caleb right. is. Right. And so once we, once we formed, he's come alongside and, I mean, it's crazy that one of my best friends on the planet is 20 years younger than me. I mean, I call him an old soul because, yeah. because he's, it's like a 40 year old living in a 20 year old body. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, you don't realize how wise you are for your age, but he didn't go through a lot of the stuff that I went through and has made really, really good life choices. I mean, he's yeah. just extremely intelligent and can sing. Boy, can he sing? We don't auto tune his voice. We're not doing none of that stuff. And he can hit you know, levels of, of, of singing that a lot of people can't do. So, you know, expect on the record, hard hitting subs. We love that sub work, uh, but a, a really strong, potent message of, 
uh, recovery and what what the other side looks like and, and you know preparing people up for that crescendo uh, of the of the the, the rise, the fall, and then the rise again, because it really leads up to me rising at the level of being where I was at such a young age and having that kind of money and, you know, having a ridiculous home spa on my back. I mean, it was just absolutely crazy, man. The, the level of everything that I had at such a young age and then losing it all, having your daughter taken, wanting to put you in prison, your friend, you know, the gun jamming at your head, your friend getting shot in the head next to you twice you know, yeah. the guy who shot my friend in the head got shot a week later in, wow. in Las Vegas. He was thrown in a dumpster. And that's how the Vegas feds ended up on my property. That's why I got off of everything and didn't get any criminal charges. Because when it's the crazy. Humble County sheriffs came on my property, they had a falsified warrant because the Vegas feds, who I would not cooperate with, came on my property without a warrant investigating a murder. And so I kicked them off my property. They tipped off the humble sheriffs. Well, those sheriffs had a warrant that was not, it, it was a, it was a falsified warrant. So I think there were some combinations of other things that my lawyer was, was doing that we don't need to go into because I don't have proof of it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think, I think what's, I think what's important, I think what's, what's important is that you got past that and yeah. you're, a, and you're in a place now where you can, you can lay all that out for people and say, Hey, yeah there's a way out because I got out of it. And that's what people need yeah. is they need, they need that inspiration. They need to see yeah. tangible examples of that. And I think both right. of you are, are, are exactly that, you know, I think all three of us are, but, yeah. but I, but I, you know, I, I just love these kind of stories. So uh, first of all, I want to thank you both for joining me. I, I could sit and talk to you guys for hours and hours about this, yeah. but <laughs> we all have lives and we got to get stuff going. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much, man. Um, and, and Brian, thank you for taking the time as well. I, I'm looking forward to the new corn record. I know that, um, there's been some teases that have been dropped lately, just in the last couple of days, there's been stuff all over social media and, uh, this is kind of getting dropped out of nowhere. So, um, it, I think it's, it's a fun time to be a fan of corn and it's a fun time to, uh, to, to be, uh, you know, a soon to be fan of noble poets. So I commend both of you. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for having us. And, uh, yeah, we just dropped a new song, corn song, start the healing. Um, it's doing really well. And uh, people are excited about it. And my other band, Love and Death, just dropped a, our live DVD this week. So lots going on, man. But I'm stoked to be able to see you, Javon. I miss you, bro. Miss and you, uh, yeah, great talking to you, Jason. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. All the best. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate All it. All right. Okay. Peace. Yeah, man. You know... We're starting off 2022. Like that was a bit of a heavy interview, but at yeah. the same time, very informative. And it's just really interesting to see. Like I've never been a millionaire, and I've never lost it all. And yeah. it's um, and it's makes me think. I'm like, it's kind of bittersweet. It's like you get fame and fortune, but you know, at a cost. I know. And I'm like, I well, know. well, I like my life, so maybe I'm good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The, 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 both these guys, as you as you heard, have gone through the ringer, but they've come out yeah. stronger for it. And. uh I was really just excited to have them both on, man. And it's cool. It's a little unconventional, you know, like having two people on, it's different. And, uh, but it's fun. It was really, really fun to have them on. And, uh, and I appreciate them. My God, I remember when uh, Corn came on the scene for the first time and they were just kind of like, they're almost scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Who, yeah. who are all these guys with all these dreadlocks? And, uh, you know, they're screaming about, um, abuse and stuff. And, uh, but it was, it was really interesting to see, like, they were always around for a few years. Like I would see their name everywhere. I'm like, yeah, what the hell is corn? And, uh, it's amazing how they just exploded and oh, this dude. whole musical style that would follow them and stuff like the that. It's, it's quite insane that we had them as a guest on our show. 
they were the biggest band on the planet and they were so, so popular and they, you know, they still are. The thing with Korn is that, I mean, people can say whatever they want about Korn, but if you see Korn live, they're undeniably good. They're just unbelievable. I've seen them so many times, got a chance to actually play with them once and they're just, they're the real deal, man. And they, they, just, there's just a vibe to that music that is, uh, that is just so, so powerful, especially live. Um, and they're one of the, you know, there's one, they're one of those bands that they're going to be like their generation's Metallica. They're, they're that big and they're that, you know, down to the logo, down to everything. Mm. They're just synonymous with, with, with so many things, um, you know, with power, with aggression and authenticity, you know, there's nothing that's unauthentic about corn. They're, they're very, you know, what you see is what you get. And they put Adidas on the map again. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Metallica, they did this um, performance when I think Metallica were winning some kind of award and a bunch of, I think it's called Icon. Yeah, it was a show called yep. Icon, and a few yep. people would cover their songs. And Corn played one, and that's like my favorite thing Corn ever did. Yeah, because it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I was listen. I I'm a big Corn fan. I always will be. I'm a I'm a ride or die for Corn. I always have been ever since I first heard them. Been a fan. You know ever since the beginning, my, my guitar player, Kevin got into them before, before me. And, uh, and I, I just, I love that band and they're, you know, they're a big part of my story because they were one of the bands that we looked up to slaves on dope when it came to the whole new metal movement. And then, you know, we, I, I don't want to say we never really modeled ourselves after corn. We just kind of really loved what they did, you know, where they were at. And I remember moving to Los Angeles and we got, sponsored by adidas and we were so happy because it was this guy named ole who was the marketing rep for our adidas um yeah and he was the same guy that got corn hooked up and i remember we were like oh that's so rad man we're sponsored <laughs> by fucking adidas and they were sponsored by adidas and i remember corn had these adidas ba adidas bathrobes that they wore in some of their videos because they used to make home videos um uh, like live videos and you remember when bands used to do home videos and you would yeah, buy the Pantera one is legendary. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So they had home videos too that were great. They did the Family Values Tour. And I remember they would be backstage or after a show and they had a shower and they had their Adidas bathrobes. And I was like, that is cool. And I remember when we got Adidas bathrobes, we thought we were the shit. So <laughs> I wish I had a robe, period. Kevin still has all his, his Adidas bathrobes. He probably has all his pairs of Adidas too. But um, Yeah, I, but – with Kevin's size, I could like, I don't know, I could make three bathrobes for me with, uh, <laughs> he's so tall. Yeah. But Kevin, you know, a, a shout out to Kevin though. Kevin really, uh, Kevin's told me some stories about how he caught on to like Guns N' Roses and saw them opening up for Iron Maiden and everybody hated them yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But him and his friends had a Guns N' Roses sign and stuff like that. So shout out to Kevin for like kind of seeing the future. A yeah. Few he times. was, he, he was on, yeah. he was on, his finger was on the pulse back in the day. That's for sure. I'm stoked for this season. I mean, you know, for this year and for all the, the things we have coming up, we, we just went over the, the, uh, the schedule before we got, we, we started recording today and we've got some really good stuff for January and going heading into February that I think people are going to be really excited about. But, um, next week, Ryan, we have a absolute legend that is joining us an absolute legend. If you are a fan of, uh, clockwork orange, um, if you're a fan of Star Trek, if you're a fan of the movie Cat People, no matter what, um, this guy has had his fingers in so many things in modern cinema. He worked with Stanley Kubrick. I mean, how many people can say they worked with Stanley Kubrick? And how survived. many people? How many people can say they played Caligula? 
Like this guy has done everything. And I'm really excited for next week because we have Malcolm McDowell that's going to be joining us on the podcast. And this is awesome, a huge man. one. He's got a new show that he's working on. It's a Canadian production. Um, that's called Son of a Critch. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. So make sure you tune in next week to the Rockman Power Hour. Myself and Ryan Stick will be back. Uh, let's give out our thanks to everyone involved with the episode. Uh, thank you to Head from Corn and uh, Javon from Noble Poets. I want to thank Jamie Roberts um, for uh, for helping us hook that interview up. Uh, thanks to our producer, Julia Kajerski, and uh, thanks to everyone else involved with the podcast. We will see you again next Monday. Now our new episodes will be dropping on Monday. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, you'll be alerted every time there is a new episode. On behalf of myself and the Rock and Power Hour, we'll see you next week.